You're listening to the SFL Podcast. I am so excited to be back in this chair. Oh, yay. It's been a while. It seems like it's been a while. I really don't know how long it's been. Um, It's been like over a month, I think. Really? Feels like time flies. Mm -hmm. But I am, I've been so excited for the last few days and when we finally nailed down a day to come and what time we were coming, I've just been so excited. And God just has been constantly downloading stuff about the two topics that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And it's been really encouraging because like while we're recording right now, our podcast episode two had just released. And so we're getting messages from people yes. that they've been listening. And that's really cool that it's helpful. It is. It's encouraging. Mm-hmm. And it makes me even more excited to be here. Right. So, okay. Well, today, guys, our topic of choice is why. Oh, I wrote down why it's important, but our topic of choice <laughs> is obedience. And um, I want to talk about why it's important. Um, well, what's funny is we have to talk about the fact that we were talking in the car on the way here because we happened to drive here together. And it's always kind of been a thing, and we always laugh at each other because we talked about why we were going to say why obedience is important to Mm -hmm. us personally. And if I were to say why I feel like the number one thing that obedience, why it is so important to me, um, the more that I thought about it, it was a, it's a fear of the Lord for me. Like, I, when I know it's in there and I know that I'm supposed to do it, I, I know I want to stay under that covering, Mm -hmm. so I don't want to do anything to like mess that up. Mm -hmm. It's such a hard thing to explain how my brain works with that. Yeah. But the fear of the Lord is probably what really keeps me obedient. Yeah. And tell me, go ahead and just tell them how different we are in like that. Because we always joke that Keisha is driven by the fear of the Lord and I'm driven by the love of God. Yes, we make a great team. Yeah, we do. You know, and it is, it is true because if you think about it, I always like envision love and fear um, as like the borders on a on a road. Like, you know, they're like mm-hmm. your yellow lines. Oh, cool. And yeah. they sort of like keep you in bounds. Like if you go too far towards love. Yes. But you don't you don't have fear. You're going to be, you know, yeah. you're, you're going to be skewed in your doctrine. And if you go too far towards fear and you don't have love. Then yeah. you're going to be like a clanging gong is what the Bible says. Yeah. And I was so literally you need saying, both. exactly. And that's why I was saying in the car, I feel like we balance each other out mm-hmm. so well in that because like when you speak, it does just constantly remind me like how much God really does love us yeah. and how you can long to be obedient because of his love for right. you. You can trust him and that's what makes yeah. you more apt to be obedient. Yeah, I love that so much because um, I feel like I can get a little, you know, maybe pushed more to the one side of, um, you know, that God's up there with a hammer and ready to whack us in the head if we do wrong. They're having fun. (laughs) Yeah, no fun for you. Mm -hmm. But that's not who he is. He loves us and he wants us to have fun. And, And a lot of people hear obedience and they're like, ugh. You know, like our culture today is like rebel and do everything opposite. And see, that's why I wrote down why obedience is so important. Because like when you think about it, no one is born obedient. Like you're not going to be born just some, I mean, you you just won't. I was going to say there's this movie that I watched, but you've probably never seen that. So I'm going to move on. (laughs) Um, 
but we have a natural bent to obey the things that we agree with or that we understand. And so the, so like you, I said, you know, I have a way about me that's like, it's kind of, you don't notice it unless you spend a lot of time with me, but I'm kind of like, eh, about rules. Like who really cares about that? (laughs) It's because I, I will naturally obey the things that I agree with. But there are times where I like, I'm thinking, why is that? That's a dumb rule. I don't need to do that. That is not me. Let me me. tell you this story. (laughs) So we were in, um, a friend of mine and I were visiting. It was was me, her, and her two kids. And they were probably like older elementary school age. And um, her son is more like you. Like he's very much, give him the rules. He's going to color in the lines. Mm -hmm. Like he's... He's going to do what you've told him to do. And anything outside of that makes him uncomfortable. Well, we were at a um, a prairie house, like going to visit it. And we got in there after hours. And there was this really low fence. And it said, do not cross fence. Like, don't walk on grass. And I was trying to get a picture. And I just jumped right over it and, like, walked off and started taking pictures all in the space that you're not supposed to be in. <laughs> and he was standing on the other side of the fence. And, like, I jumped over. Other people followed me. And he was still on the other side of the fence going, Mom, but it says not to do that. Like, it was a real yes. problem for him. And I was like, at first, I was kind of like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And then I looked back, and I'm like, well, it was a rule. Yeah. And I broke it. In front of the child. In front of the child. <laughs> and made him uncomfortable. And even Whoops. though I was like, in my mind, I was like, well, that's a dumb rule. Like, who cares? I'm not going to hurt anything. Yeah. And But I don't know why they made that rule. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's oh, good. Yeah. And so I don't. And so that's that's kind of where I am with obedience, because we have this thing of if we don't understand it, if we don't agree with it, we don't have to obey it. And so if you follow that, like into modern culture, like our culture has come so far from God's design mm. That if we take that mentality and we put it in the precepts that God has laid out for us, like the boundary stones that God has laid for us, and we're like, well, I don't really understand why I can't live with my boyfriend that I'm not married to. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a dumb rule. You know, everybody's doing it. Yeah, but there's a reason for it. There is a reason for it. And it's like you said, God's not in heaven trying to bump us from, bump us in the head with a -a whack-a-mole stick. No. Because we're having fun. He's, he is setting boundaries for us mm-hmm. because those boundaries get us to where he wants us to go. Yeah. And if we get out of that, we end up in places we don't want to be. Yeah. And I feel like, too, it's a start small thing mm-hmm. because I've found that um, because I am really a rule follower and I really do when it comes to the little things and the big things like but really you almost have to make it just a habit. Right. Like. All rules, all the time. And I feel like I can probably get a little crazy with that. But it goes as small as you're literally going to think I'm just crazy. But I don't even care. I'm going to tell the truth. The other day we were at a restaurant and uh, we were at a bull event. And Josh is always losing pens at these bull events. Like you can't find a pen. Well, we went to this restaurant and, you know, you have to sign the deal. And he was like, oh, this is the perfect pen. And he stuck it in his shirt. I said, that's her pen. And he was like... (laughs) 
it's a pin. Like, it's okay. I said, it's not okay. That's her pin. Give her her pin back. <laughs> and she wasn't even at the table. Yeah. She probably would have never known. And he was like, Keisha, come on. And I literally took the pin out of his pocket, stuck it back on the table. and was like, you're not taking her pin. <laughs> and, and we left. We're and not it's really, that door. We're not. It's just like, no, That's we're funny. not breaking that rule. Like, you're right. not taking her pin. But it goes as small as even little things like if we're out of town or because we travel a lot. And if it says, do not park here. Right. I'm not parking there. And the boys mm -hmm. are always trying to break the rules when it comes to parking. And I'm like, stop doing that. There is a reason you can't park there. And they're always, and I'll be sitting there eating and so nervous, you know, that we parked somewhere we weren't supposed to. And I told Josh, I said, listen, if we ever come out and you're being towed, I'm getting a cab and I'm leaving you because I told you that you should not do that. You know, and so I'm all, I really am in the, but that it goes to say like, just to be obedient in the little things right. and make it a part of like a habit for how you want to live your life. Yes. Because if you can do if you faithful with a little, right. which we'll get into later in the next podcast, but that does play a big role in it. If you ask me personally, yeah. I'm trying to find if there's something I wrote down. That's why I'm looking through my, my notebook, but it was basically that like we learn obedience. We obedience in the natural is practice it's like training for the spiritual yeah and so it's just like what you said like even in the little things like you obey your mom you obey your teacher you obey this you obey that in the natural because it's teaching you how to obey in the spiritual yeah and if god if god's like hey you can't even obey your mom and that's a command from the lord yeah you know and so why why would I trust you with something that I need your obedience for? Yeah. Well, that goes into just like we were talking about on the way here about the message that I'd done back at the old church. Yeah. So uh, Mima had come to me and she was like, the nursery is just, it's bad right now. She's like, the kids are all just kind of ornery and the, everybody's wanting to quit. Yeah. And she was like, there's just no obedience. And so the Lord had given me this And at this that time, message. the nursery was like... Small. Yeah, but it also included like two-year-olds and yes. like toddlers. It wasn't just like six-month-olds. <laughs> no, uh-uh. No, you're right. That's That was a good point to make. But it, we were in the smaller church. We were trying to just get by. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely not in that situation anymore. Right. That's but right. Um, anyways, uh, Mima said, I really, can we do a parent's night? for all the parents in the nursery and I just want you to speak to them about obedience and at the time Peyton was like two and I was like I am a 20 year old mom that is just trying to raise her daughter which Peyton was very obedient and so she was a good example to like it looked like I knew what I was doing right so but then there came Vegas and that really just and you realize that Peyton (laughs) is like what we said she's a she has a natural bent toward obedience because she has a natural bent towards understanding yes so that made her obedient because she understood that she just had an understanding she was perfect Vegas wrecked my whole world like he was like you look good yeah I feel like boys are that way yeah, maybe it was pride and how great Peyton was, and Pegasus is like squash that. Yeah. So, anyways, I didn't have pride. I never, I never got a chance to have pride. Cass came in like a wrecking ball. He's like, yeah, mom. That's so funny, boys. Oh, boys. But anyway, so I'd done this message, and then the message um, was obedience equals blessings and rebellion equals destruction. Right. And in that message, I was able to share with them, and just like what you said, and that's what made me think of this, I was able to share with them, if we cannot teach our children how to obey us, 
Right. How are they ever going to obey God? Mm-hmm. If there is no structure in their life, if there's no um, discipline in their life, when God tries to discipline them, they're not going to see that as love. They're going to see it as hatred. As hatred. Yeah. And so what I do is if I'm disciplining Peyton or Pegas or Scylla, I do try, I, I'm not perfect at it, but I do try to say, look, I love you and mm-hmm. I don't want you to act this way. And doing it in love teaches them that we're doing it because we want better for them. And that's exactly how God is with us. Mm -hmm. Like he's not doing it to be ugly. He's doing it to keep us within those lines like you talked about on the road to get us where he wants us Mm -hmm. to be, just like we are as parents, you know. And so a lot of people took that message and it changed their life. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I was just what I felt like to be a vessel because I was a 20 year old young mom. I just listened to the Holy Spirit and went with it. And still to this day, we give that CD out to parents about, you know, learning how to just... um, to discipline and love so that that's how they will receive discipline from God. Right. And so, so yeah, I really, really, really liked that. But another thing, because we were talking about, you know, obedience equals blessings, it leads me right into what I was going to say about what I was sharing with you about the Deuteronomy. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, um, 1 through 14, uh, if you have time, I really feel like go and look at that because it's very encouraging just for the sake of time. I'm not obviously going to read all of it, but um, it's very encouraging um, if, if you do walk in obedience, what that can mean for you. But then as I was studying that today before we came here, it in my Bible notes to the side, it said, go and compare one and two, and then go and compare 28, 58, and 59. And I read that to you, and it pretty much just goes about saying that um, if you keep the commandments of the Lord, if you're obedient, this was what will happen for you, that there will be blessings. You will be blessed going in and blessed going out. Your fields will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Like he just goes on your whole life. Your whole life will be blessed. And then if you go down to 58 and 59, which is talking about the curses of disobedience, it Mm -hmm. literally says that if you do not carefully observe all the words of this law that are written in this book— that um, you won't be blessed, yeah. you know, and it, it and that's just a simple way of putting it. But for the sake of time, you can go and read it. But it literally just it's right there, black and white. You can obey and mm-hmm. you can be blessed or you can not obey. And there's curses to it. Yeah. And that's truth. Exactly. It's harsh think truth. That. <laughs> yeah, it's good truth. It is good truth. And that's like we say a lot of the times, like when um, people will ask you, I know they have or not, maybe not ask, but like comment like, um, look at where you've ended up in life. How did you get there? Yeah. You know, and I had a friend of mine just recently say, you know, I've always wondered how you walked in so much peace. Like, how can she have peace right now? And then she, cause we had been having conversations about God and the Bible and stuff. And she said, and now I get it. Oh, and I'm, wow. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's obedience. And we always say it's, it's, you don't get there by, um, you know, immediately it's one nope. choice at a time, the one stuff. small yep. decision at a Man. time that you make. It's saying yes to God one step at a time yep. every day. Every day I wake up, no to this, yes to God. Not that you're not going to mess up. You're absolutely, absolutely. going to mess up. We yep. mess up as moms. We mess up as Christians. Yep. We mess up as daughters. We mess up. But I mean, we get, we, we correct course. Yeah. And what, one thing that I wrote down was um, vision brings like sets boundaries it does you know we just talked about vision in our last podcast but it's like when you have a vision for where you want to go like I have a vision for the type of person I want Cass to be absolutely I have a vision for the way I want him to interact when he meets someone for the first time like we have that vision so when Cass 
walks up to someone and he doesn't shake their hand with the right hand, Kobe's right there and he's correcting him. Absolutely. You know, and so, and then sometimes people will come in and they'll kind of confuse him about how he's supposed to do that. But Kobe's always there to go, no, this is how you do that. Yeah. And some people might be like, well, that's weird. That's a little bit overkill. But we have a vision for how the kind of person that we want him to be, the kind of person, how we want him to present himself to the world. So because we have that vision, that vision gives us natural boundaries. Yep. You know, like as a creative person, there's some, there's like nothing more stressful than like a blank canvas because mm-hmm. you're like you could go in absolutely any direction yeah with something that's blank but if you give someone just a little bit of direction you know what I mean like that okay this I can be as creative as I need to be within these boundaries it actually gives you freedom mm-hmm. and the world will tell you that boundaries or anything like that is like chains but that's the opposite is actually true whenever you walk that out. Well, I would go as far as saying nowadays, if our culture says that it's not helpful, it's probably really, really helpful. And yeah. <laughs> it's just because we are literally just going the complete opposite of all things right. good. Right. You know, and so I feel like it's it right now, the enemy is just trying to attack truth and in general. Yeah, exactly. And so whatever, it's almost like if God says this, we're, we're pushing the complete opposite or yeah. not we are, but the culture that we, the culture that we're fighting does, yeah. you know, and I um, love so much what you said about um, having vision because um, as mu- maybe I didn't even notice it as much, but like it is so easy to be to be obedient to the word of God when you have a goal. Right. Like, good. man, that is so good. When you said that, I was like, it was kind of like a light bulb went off that it was like, yes, that's exactly right. That is it because it does inspire me daily to make those small choices. And yeah. it's like, like you said, I have a goal to be this person. I have a goal for my children to be who God's called them to be. Yeah. I have a goal for my marriage for our businesses Uh and when you have that in your forefront those little small obedient decisions are the big ones the small ones all of them they become so easy Mm -hmm. because you want you want your goal you want it you want to get to where you're supposed to go and Mm -hmm. so to me no no form of disobedience is worth losing what I've the the ground that I've gained in all of that you know yeah that brings me to uh that proverb it's like 22, 8, 22, 28 or whatever. And it says, do not move the ancient boundary stones. Like it's, yeah. it's giving you that, that warning for us not to move the boundary stones that were set in place by our forefathers. And what, what God had did with Israel, you know, through the law of Moses was he gave boundaries for his people, Israel. Yeah. And what this verse is referring to is in, in Israel at that time, people would move boundary stones which divided land. So if we have fences, they had stones that marked one person's land, another person's land. And instead of picking up the stone and chunking it a mile down the road to say, I'm, I'm just going to take your land, yeah. what they would do is they would move it like a little at a time. So a little at a time. You and so then that person it. never would even notice, notice. it. Yeah. He wouldn't notice that that boundary stone was even moving. Wow. And so what that's what that means is, you know, and I, I think about that with culture. Like you said, culture's always, you know, going in the opposite. opposite. And too much of us, so or so often, we just do what everyone else is doing. Yep. And it's actually not what God wants for our lives. And we're giving the enemy ground. Like little by little, the enemy is taking ground in our life because of compromise. You know, we're compromising this. We're compromising that because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. You know, and one of the things is one, we don't know the boundaries. Like we, we don't know our word. Yes. So we don't know what the boundaries are. And then two, 
we're doing like what Sarah did in the book of Genesis when she's like, well, God said that he was going to give me a son and he hasn't done it yet. So he must have meant for it to happen this way. So what Sarah did was that she she compromised what God had set in place as marriage being between one man and one woman. And she, she told her husband to go sleep with Hagar. So because her husband slept with Hagar, they had Ishmael. Ishmael took ground from Sarah that plagued her in that time while mm. she was alive, but it plagues the people of Israel 4,000 years later. They are still being plagued by the choice that Sarah made in Genesis. To take things into her own hands. Right. So that ground mm. was taken and they have not yet gotten that, you know, that peace of mind back. Yeah. And that's what we do in our lives. You know, we, we give ground to the enemy. Yeah. And then well, he I sets love, up camp. Yeah, exactly. And then like the study that we're doing, he pulls up a chair at our table right, before exactly. we ever know it. He's like a friend hanging out with you and you're actually listening to the things he has yeah. to say. And you like what he says better than what God says yeah. because what he says sounds a whole lot like what you were already thinking. Yes. Oh, but I wrote that down. I love that what you said about that, because that's where I wanted to go next was, you know, Proverbs 15, 33, Proverbs 1, 7. And it, it continues to talk about continuously talks about the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is right. the beginning of knowledge. And so um, how are we able to know what those boundaries are if we don't know the word? Right. If you don't know the word, because a lot of people can go, OK, I, I can be obedient. I can, I can do that. So where do I start? Mm-hmm. Well, you have to know your rules. You have to know, you, have you to know, know the word. Yeah, exactly. You can go into a place, but this until is the way walk in it. Exactly. The Bible shows us that it's, it's very clear. It is the roadmap. It is so clear. And so, yeah, I think the number one thing I would do to say to start would be, you have to know the rules to start with. Right. And so getting in your word and really, honestly, I mean, honestly, Tay, I guess the, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because um, he guides me daily in those like if Still I don't small know, voices that are yes, like a nag, yes. And in those little decisions and in those big decisions, he's going, uh, yeah. hold on a second okay and I take mm-hmm. my hands off of it right you know and, and typing something on Instagram and him going no 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 mm-hmm. oh, 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 okay you know yeah. and just that is being obedient it's mm-hmm. not saying well I don't care they should know this yeah and it's exactly. going that's good. it's not worth it delete it it's mm-hmm. not worth it those are those small obedient decisions exactly. you know and I love what you said too about the culture and you know there is so much confusion about what's right and what's wrong and um, I really feel like I'm going to go there and I feel like it's the Holy Spirit but like all this Disney stuff that we're dealing with right now blah, mm-hmm. I don't hate I don't even want to get controversial but honestly when it all came out I was kind of like yeah you know oh like we had it free through Verizon Pecos watches is natural National Geographic's on it we're not we're really not a big Disney family we've never been to Disney mm-hmm. We don't buy Disney stuff. So it wasn't a deal for me. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't like, you know, it hasn't really affected me that much. Yeah. And then, so I wasn't deleting it. I wasn't deleting it. I wasn't doing anything about it. Yeah. And um, today, some more stuff came out. Some very evil things came out today. And I, and the Holy Spirit was like, you're done. We're done. Yeah. And I was, so I went and it took me 15 minutes to get through all the different accounts because I had to go through Disney, through Verizon, through like 20 different oh, yeah, things. They make it hard. They do make it hard. And so I just had, I canceled mine a couple weeks ago too after all this. Yeah. Well, it took me longer, obviously, hard headed. But um, I, so when I got there um, to finally get to that point of deleting it, I, and honestly, like I said, had the Holy Spirit not even said anything, I wouldn't even, I don't even know that I would have done it today. I don't but, know what came out today. What came out today? So there was some stories that uh, some conversations were leaked 
from them and it it wouldn't take much to research like i'll have to send them to you when we leave here but just some things that were leaked that they said that are just so pure evil and it's just so much confusion Confusion. and the confusion is just it's It's just moving those boundary stones is what it is and so they've been doing it for years right they have slowly slowly been moving it i love what you said about that they've been doing it for years and Mm -hmm. we've just let them do it and And see that's why i wasn't surprised by it and i didn't it didn't hurt me to um cancel my disney subscription because i had already been seeing it yep and i was already at the place where cast can't watch anything that i don't pre-screen yep and that's too much work it is you just can't watch that we can watch Gunsmoke for the rest of forever and i'll be okay (laughs) with that for real but yeah no I, i i love what you said you know and i think if we had to um to narrow this down to just kind of a roadmap where to start you know Mm -hmm. I would say get in your word absolutely Uh, surround yourself with people that make obedience easy yeah and I'm just gonna say this real quick because um I've had to tell a few people this recently and they would ask I've never really read the word I've never studied the word where do I start and I've always been told start with Matthew Mark Luke and John Start in the Gospels. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I've never read the roadmap. I've always listened to somebody else interpret it for me. Yep. Which don't be ashamed wherever you are because no, so many of us have been there. We all had to start somewhere. We all had to start somewhere. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. And so, um, but if you're like, where do I start? Start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yep. That's a great, that's a great place to start. Or the Proverbs. We talked about that. A lot of people have heard that. Read a Proverbs a day. Read a Proverbs a day, which yep. I think I... <laughs> I know that I'm like, read all the time. No, I was going to say, you could read a Proverbs a day and do a Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John chapter, yeah. really. Um, but and if you're a big reader, that might work for you. And if you're I was not, to say, if you're not, then you're not. But I small. was going to say, too, one of the great things is that the Bible app will read to you. Yep. So if you're driving, that's a great way to get the word in you is to just hit play on that Bible app. But um, yeah, I think... It's important that we understand that in our daily life, in our daily decisions, that we need to follow those boundaries because that's obedience. But also we follow those boundaries because then we're ready for like, what if God wants you to use you in a big way? Yep. But you haven't like shown yourself faithful yet. Yep. And we show ourselves faithful by being obedient. And, you know, like, like I said, you know, I have, I've been the worst one to just make excuses for things. Um, that I don't think you're like that big of a deal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't run red lights, but I'm saying like, you know, that <laughs> if I'm sitting at a red light for too long and I'm like, there's nobody here, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just using that as an example. But that yes. type of thinking, like where I'm like, I could break this rule. It won't hurt anyone. Yeah. You know, and I think that we need to retrain our thoughts in those those places because we recognize authority on earth because it helps us to recognize God's authority in our lives. Yeah. And so it's important that we recognize authority. It's important that we teach our children how to do this. And one of the things with obedience that I've been working on with cast and discipline, and I heard somebody say this and I thought it was really good. You can't have a hope to discipline your kids if you don't first discipline yourself. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, because I get, you know, I get frustrated with cast. And so often when I get frustrated with cast, the Holy Spirit's like, he like just shows me my last few weeks and a lot of the problems with Cass will stem from the way that I'm behaving. 
Wow. Like I'm letting things go. I'm not mm-hmm. keeping to a schedule. Like he needs structure and I'm not putting him in, a, in an environment that allows him to succeed. Yeah. Setting you know, up. and so, yeah. you know, I need to be the one who stays on top of even the little things in his life because, um, because if not, then he's not learning how to obey me and he's not learning. He's not going to, yeah. he's going to have to teach himself this in the, in the future or, you know, someone's going to discipline your kids. It's going to be you when you're little. It's going to be the cops when they're teenagers or it'll be God when they get to heaven, mm. you know, but you're going to get disciplined somewhere. Yeah. And I sure don't want it to be my fault that they have to stand before him and right. well, not be in right standing because I was lazy. Well, what's going to happen is that we're going to have to answer to God for that. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Bevere said she used to tell her kids whenever she was disciplining them that if I don't discipline you, God will discipline me. Oh, that's good. I know. See, and that brings back the fear of the Lord for me. <laughs> like, right. Because I do not want to be in trouble. <laughs> God, I mean, that is, that's also a good point because God did not give us our kids so that we could love them infinitely. He gave us our kids so that we can train them up in the way that they should go so that when they were old, they would not depart from it. Yeah. And training involves discipline. Like it involves showing them how to walk the right path. And too often that's going to involve, like it has to cost them something. It's either going to cost them pain or it's going to cost them a timeout. Like we don't do timeout very much, but I'm not saying that timeout doesn't work. Because I've seen people do that effectively. And it works, yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying like you figure out, you sit down with your husband and figure out what discipline looks like in your house and then you stick to that. Yeah. And you got to be about even the little things. And that's the thing that I've been noticing lately that I've been letting go with Cass. And uh, one of the things that I also heard from Lisa Bevere that always sticks with me is she told her kids when they were young, discipline or obedience is right away, all the way in a happy way. And I'm like, that is so good. I love that. Because there's too often. Yeah. It's too often that I will say to Cass, go clean up this. And then I'll come back 10 minutes later and he's still playing. Well, obedience is right away. Yeah. And he will say to me, but mommy, I'm going to. I was working on it. I'm on the way to do that. Yeah. And he may have every intention of doing that one day, but that's not obedience. Obedience is stop what you're doing right now and do what I asked you to do. Yeah. You know, and and so, I mean, like I said, that's no different for even for somebody that's listening that doesn't have children yet. Like, that's how we should be with God. Exactly. You know, like when he tells you to do something, do it with joy. Right. And do it right away. Don't put it off. You know, I love that so much. And I love that for uh, Pecos. Yeah. Because Scylla is me. She's very like when she breaks the rules and it hurts her heart. And it it, maybe she didn't even notice, you know, or she gets in trouble and she's crushed. Yeah. Pecos. No, like he's, he's breaking the rules. Team. He's hoping he didn't get caught. Yeah. If he does get caught, he's got 50 excuses. But that's just like today. You know, Peyton was trying to help in the kitchen and she asked him to do something. And anyways, it's he always has an excuse, you know. And so it's like, I love it. I'm going to have to get you to write that down because I want to be like, yes, like because Pecos will listen, but he's going to be mad about it. OK, that's what I was going to say. You Obedience know? is right away. Yes, it's all the way. It's not. Yeah. I asked you to clean your room and you shoved everything in the closet. Yeah. And, and it's, it's with a happy heart. See, and, because yeah. like we do that with God. I mean, look at the story of Jonah. God told Jonah, go to Nineveh, preach, preach to the people in Nineveh. They need to repent. Like go tell them they need to repent. Well, Jonah took it upon himself to not want the people of Nineveh to have an option for repentance. So he did not want to go to Nineveh. Mm. So he fought God the whole way. So, you know, he got on the, the, the ship and, 
the ship got stormed and he ended up in the belly of the whale and flushed flushed out onto the shore. Well, he Mm -hmm. went and did what he was supposed to do, but he was mad about it. Yeah. And so then God had to correct that in him. Yeah. So So repentance is having a happy heart. And that's not necessarily like because you're actually happy. Sometimes you just have to put yourself in the posture of happiness and start yep. saying it and then the um, the feelings will follow. Yeah, that's really good. But that's really good. Well, this one's been really good. Yeah. Like it's been um encouraging for me and um I think that if you can get a hold of this, it can change your life. Right? Because I think this is the core of Yeah. It comes back to that Deuteronomy thing. We yep. want blessings in our lives, yep. so we're going to be obedient. Our as for me and my house, like Joshua said, we are going to serve the yep. Lord. And blessed to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know. And then we're going to train our kids up to be a blessing. Oh, and that was one thing I wanted to say. When you said if you don't have kids, I was going to say a lot of the things that, like, I want to have in Cass, I have to work out in me first. Yep. And I think, like, if I really would have put time and effort into that before I had kids. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I would have, which you had kids really young. But I I had, like, 20 or 10 years Almost of no yeah. kids in my 20s. And I really wish I would have put in the hard work then yeah. to be the type of person that I wanted my kids to be. Yeah, that's really good. So take this time now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like if you are someone who doesn't have kids, but you want to have kids, you want to be a mom. Like the, even if you like the, be the type of wife now, start working towards that. Be disciplined. Be obedient yeah. now because it's just going to help in the future. Yeah. This was so good. I have loved this one so much. I wasn't sure about it. I knew that it would be okay, but man, it's turned out to be so, so good. All right. right. See you next time.